Hey, it's Pat. We've got some backstage passes because I want to meet you. We're doing an event in the middle of September where we're bringing some listeners together for some power networking. And then we're going to do the Idea Slam brainstorm just for the people on the call. It's free. It's fun. I cannot wait to meet you. But you got to sign up before all the spots are filled. Click the link and you're in. Okay, let's start the show. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host... Pat Miller, the idea coach. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the idea coach, and I walk the earth to make sure that I'm doing what I can to help you build a winning small business. We talk about the stuff that other people don't talk about. We give you the answers to the test, and we kind of understand what it's like to build a small business. Some days you feel like Warren Buffett. Some days you feel like applying for a job at corporate. We get it. On this show, we go through it all and we make sure that you are ready to win. On today's program, we're going to talk about profit. At the end of the day, isn't that what this whole thing is all about? Selling stuff, having your expenses, Profit left over, money for me. If you don't do that, you won't stay open. We're doing two segments with someone that I trust who's going to share 10 ways you can find more profit in your business. It's going to be a great conversation. We'll talk to Megan Schwann here in about 10 minutes. But we're going to start with a little bit of a rant, hashtag rant alert. But we got to do the rant alert because this one I feel pretty passionate about. And it's for you if you are creating podcasts, either live video podcasts or recorded podcasts. We have to have a talk. Because last weekend, I heard the single worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. And you need to hear my experience so you do not commit the same Geneva Convention-level podcasting war crimes that this podcaster did. It was just the worst thing ever. We'll start with a concept that you need to be aware of. You need to be aware that people consuming your audio or video content don't want to wait They don't care about all the stuff that you say prior to the subject of that episode. If you're going to teach X, every minute before you get to X is a distraction, is an annoyance, and it costs that listener time. You have to understand that when you make them wait, the cost of your podcast is getting more and more expensive in their head. And as you make them wait longer and longer, the payoff better be better or better, or they will not listen any longer. The other thing to understand is that nine times out of 10 with a podcast, 
your podcast audience is listening in a time-shifted scenario. That means they can just fast forward through blah, 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 till you actually pay off. Knowing that time is an expense to your listener and they can skim over anything they don't want to hear, I need to share my story. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a gag. It was so bad. I wanted to learn a certain thing, so I searched up Spotify. I'd like to learn how to X. And there was a podcast that said, hey, the thing Pat wants to know about, here's an episode about that. I'm like, oh, yes, this is it. So I click play. And it started with a huge pre-produced open to the show. Welcome to the show. And on this show, we do X and Y and Z and A and B and C. And it's all for the children of the world to dance and sing so we can fly at supersonic speeds and eat delicious cakes. And then there's 30 seconds more of music. And I'm already looking up at the sky thinking, what did I get myself into? Get on with it. The music fades out after 30 seconds. And the host comes on. Hey, I'm the host of the show. And the show's name is this. Okay. On this show, we do. And he went on to repeat everything that the recorded open just stated. And now I'm actually in pain. My spleen hurts. Because time is being wasted, and I've just already had enough. And I'm thinking, please, will you get on with it? And then the host jumps back in. On today's show, we're going to talk about the exact issue that Pat wants to know about. I'm like, yes, yes, do it. We're going to solve this very specific pain point. I'm like, yes, that's what I want to know. Do it. But before we get into it, I'd like to have you rate, like, subscribe, review, comment, tag, tweet, Insta, repost, Patreon, Google review, and snail mail everyone you've ever met on the planet. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this cannot continue. Okay, let's talk about the issue. Thank you. Thank you. Get on with it. But before we get into that, let me tell you about me. I'm like, no, please don't. I'm a TEDx speaker and a crappy book author and I've... Driven by my why to save the whales and spend time with my kids and play Plinko and listen to radio dramas and fix the environment and march in parades and play the tuba and cure cancer. And I'm thinking, oh, no, please shoot me. Please, would someone please shoot me? And at this point, I thought, this has to be a gag. They're never going to pay off on the thing that I want to hear. This isn't real. And the host jumps back in. Now it's time to tell you about the thing Pat wants to learn about. Oh, thank you. Do it. But before we do it, I'd like to thank our sponsors. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Our sponsors are Food in a Box and Mattress Company You'll Never Try. Listen, guys, I personally use Food in a Box. So I can have my garlic and chicken flown in in a freeze-dried overnight box because I can't be bothered to go to the store like a grown-up. And I love this mattress company because it was fun to take out of the box. They're miracles, and they cured world hunger and solved the energy crisis. They're amazing. Buy them. 
use my promo code kill me now for 7% off. And I'm like, oh, I can't take this on anymore. But then I was invested. We were minutes into the show and I thought, how bad could this possibly get? I had to know this was an audio car crash in real time. Okay, everyone, let's roll up our sleeves and get into today's episode. Thank you. But before we do that, no! I want to remind you that I'm putting out this essential content every week in our newsletter, the Spamalama Ding Dong Weekly. Please, please, I'm gripping the wheel. I'm white-knuckling the wheel at this point. And I wasn't even driving. I was walking. And I was just make-believing that I was white-knuckling the wheel. Couldn't believe it. I didn't even make it to the topic. I went through all of that and didn't even make it to the topic. I couldn't go on anymore. I opened Spotify. I look at the uh, file. I was seven and a half minutes into the show. Seven and a half minutes into the show. And they hadn't gotten to it yet. Hadn't even started. If you're a podcaster, on behalf of listeners everywhere, I'm begging you, begging you, begging you, please understand the precious time that a listener gives you. You got to pay off. You got to give them what they came for. Not only can they skip over all of your stuff, they might never come back. For the love of the craft, please get faster to the payoff. On behalf of listeners everywhere, I thank you. We're paying off big time on today's edition of the Pat Miller Show. One thing we all need is more profit. Profit? Good. Megan Schwann is going to give us 10 ways to find profit in your small business. Because when you have more profit, you can keep the lights on. You can, I don't know, get paid. Wow, there's a concept. 10 ways to find more profit. Megan Schwann will be joining us here in just one moment. You found America's Small Business Conversation. We're going to have some fun this week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Pat Miller Show. We're back with Megan and Profit coming up next. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You're an expert in your own field, so why not get paid for it? Hey there, it's Wendy Babcock. My VIP paid speaker program is just the ticket you need to convert your knowledge into real income. No matter what size group you're speaking to, or if you don't have any products, books, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or a household name, from crafting your talk to finding and booking paid speaking gigs, get it all with Wendy's VIP paid speaker program. Keynote speakers can make anywhere from 2500 to 7500 bucks a talk. Together, we'll not only amp up your speaking game, you'll discover the ins and outs of finding and booking those lucrative gigs and get paid every time you step on stage. Right now, get 90 days of full access to the Paid Speaker Vault and a direct line to Wendy, plus a bonus, an immersive three-hour VIP day 
day with Wendy to create your online profiles that event hosts simply can't resist. Don't wait. Sign up now at VIPPaidSpeaker.com. VIPPaidSpeaker.com. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a customer customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And what's the point of running your business? Why are we doing this? Are we doing this because it's fun and we simply just want to wake up one day and be in business? No, we're running a business to make some money and you can do a lot of sales. But if your expenses are too high, there's no money left and you have no profit in the bank. Well, we're going to do a two-part series here on this week's show where we really dive in on places where profit hides. Our guest has 10 areas, 10 areas to go look to help us find profit that we would otherwise lose. And she's no ordinary guest. She's one of the sponsors that makes this show happen every week. She's fabulous, and we love her. Let's welcome to the show founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting, Megan Schwan, Megan Schwan, how are you? Hello, I'm in, I'm fantastic, Pat. I'm super excited to be on the show and to dive into these 10 different areas. Now, let's talk super about fun. profit in general. Many small business owners seem to think little of profit. It's almost an afterthought. You would think we would get out of bed only worried about profit. How can we worry more about our sales than we do actually about the profit that we take home? Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of that comes from this uh, concept um, that the more sales you bring in, the better or the more successful you are. Right. We had this sale goal, the sale goal. We got this amount of number of sales. And so it's always focused on that. But where you really win is with how much you get to keep. (laughs) Right. Is where the control is over how much money is left over or what you're able to do with that money. That's really where the winning and the success comes in. So it's not just about getting the cash flow or the sales coming in. It's also creating that profit of what's going to be left over after you account for all the things that have to be accounted for, all those expenses. And I would imagine even in my business, if we wanted to drive my sales to the moon, we could just pour a ton of money on the advertising line, but I still would make no money, even though I have a big top line sales number. Is that the kind of behavior you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. So the and in marketing is that's a great point because you can spend a ton of money in marketing without really having an ROI, which is actually one of the 10 points is what your marketing ROI actually is. 
and being able to account for it. And so you, there's different ways that you can, because sometimes marketing can be really hard to like measure, but there are things that you can do. You can track your campaigns by asking where people have heard about you. That's why all those places are like, where did you hear about us? You know, was it social media or Facebook or whatever? Because they have different dollars going to those different avenues. So that's one way you can track your ROI. You can also look at what your marketing habits are. Are you only doing marketing when things are slow or do you have a consistent flow of marketing that's coming in that's creating that efficiency and consistency in your marketing, which actually does more good because the cycle is typically like 60 to 90 days before a convert, you know, a lead converts to a sale. This is going to be good because we have 10 places to look to find profit. And Megan's so excited to share them. She's already given us the first one. So we have nine more to go through. So grab a lemonade and a pencil. Let's go through it. You shared marketing ROI is one of them. Where is another place that we can look for profit where we normally wouldn't find it? Yeah, one real easy place and kind of the more basic one is that you're analyzing your expenses. So this is really taking a deep dive look at every single transaction that's coming into your or going out of your accounts, rather, it's the money that you're spending and really putting um, a, a purpose or an explanation on it. And you can also think about things like, am I buying this supply um, from multiple places? Is there a way that I can consolidate it into one place? Um, looking at your expenses and saying, is, is this one expense something that I can negotiate down? Um, so looking at some of those expenses from that perspective can really help you find some dollars as well. Always great to drive down expenses. What's number three? Um, pricing. So taking a look at when was your last price increase? That can be a really big one. Everybody really should have increased their prices over this past year just because the entire cost of living and pretty much everything had gone up. So if you didn't increase your prices over the last 12 months, you're probably missing out. You also want to think about are you the low cost option for your product or service? If that's the case, then you need to be thinking about how to increase your volume because if you're low cost, that means you need to be higher volume. One other thing that you can consider is what a 3% increase in your pricing would do for your profitability. That's three points on your profitability scale. That can be a huge difference without breaking the bank for your customers or um, having a huge price increase for them to, to have to accommodate. So 3% can make a huge difference as well. Raising prices is always a good idea. And we've still got seven more places to look to find profit where we might not normally think about it. But before we get to number four, let's go back to raising prices. Sidekick Accounting helps small business owners all across the country. And when someone says to us, raise your prices, people will reflexively sometimes say, oh, I can't do that. When your clients say something like that back to you, is that true? Can they actually raise their prices? What would you say? Yeah. Yes. There are some industries where you can't because they're mandated, but for the most part, every business can increase their prices. You have control over what that's going to be. And let me tell you something. A lot of times it's in your head. I think it was back in like 2021. I hadn't done any price increases myself and we doubled our prices. And I think we only had two clients leave just because it was too much for them to be able to accommodate. So a lot of times people know it's coming. They know that they're They've been getting a good deal because you have an increased prices and increasing your price is probably not going to have as big of an impact as what you think it's going to have in your head. 
Awesome. If you're just joining us, we're doing a two-part interview with Megan Schwan from Sidekick Accounting about places to look for profit inside your business. We got to get moving. We've only got three done. Give us number four. Okay. Number four is your margin. So looking at your margin is a really big um, big place to look as well. And your margin, just to clarify, is, is the difference between what your sale price is and what it costs to create those goods and services. That's considered your gross profit margin. And so the bigger that is, the better. Most of the times you want to aim for it to be at least around like 40% because that 40% have to carry your entire overhead. So uh, looking at that number and assessing it can be really helpful. Um, you can take a look at kind of with the expense analysis of looking at multiple providers to see if you can consolidate expenses. Sometimes people, if you have a product-based businesses where you're buying supplies, you can do something called a cooperative where you buy supplies with a group of people that are buying the same supplies so you can buy more for less. Um, also, like buying um, your products in bulk. So like how can you time it out or leverage uh, timing with products so that you're able to buy more and lower that that margin, the cost of what it takes to fulfill that. And this then is- also looking at payment terms, you know, with vendors to make sure you're taking advantage of discounts would be a really big one too. And this is where prices and margin play together. Because if you haven't raised your prices, but the cost of creating your product is going up, 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 it's squeezing that margin, which will really harm your profitability, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. So it all kind of goes together. (laughs) We're talking with Megan Schwann about the 10 places to find profit in your small business. We've only gotten through four. We've got six left. And we're going to have Megan hang on just one second. We'll come back and cover the other six places to find profit in your small business. You found the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. We're glad you're here. Grab something to write down the next six points. And we'll come back with Megan Schwann coming up next on the Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. This week, we are making you money. And not money on the top line, money in your pocket that you can actually go spend. We're talking about profit. 10 places to find profit you might not normally look with our expert guest, the founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting, Megan Schwann. So, Megan... Before the break, we went through the first four, marketing ROI, analyzing our expenses, 
raising our prices and analyzing our margin, shooting for at least 40%. We've got six more places to look. What's number five for us to go find profit in our small business? Okay, so number five is looking at your efficiencies. One really good question to ask yourself is, are we doing it this way because it's the way we've always done it? Um, this can be something that happens when you grow and you've been in business for a long period of time. And maybe you haven't looked at technologies that can make things more efficient. Maybe you haven't thought about simplifying a system or even setting up a system. Um, usually creating a system can help simplify the processes and create more of an efficiency to get the things done. Another thing to think about, too, is if you have team members looking at making sure that they're not working outside of their zones of genius, you want to make sure that you have the right people in the right places. And then also looking at maybe some cost-effective outsourcing. Maybe you can hire a VA or an outside contractor to do the same job or vice versa. Maybe you need to hire an employee instead so that you have more control and capacity um, having that. So looking at your efficiencies within your business is number five. When we talk on this show about working on your business, not in it, that's the type of activity you're talking about. How do we do this different yeah. to be more efficient? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much all of these are really working on your business, all of these profit points, which is really what it takes to get to be more profitable and successful as a company. Yeah. You got to be working on <laughs> Work on it. All right, we've got uh, yeah. four, five more to go. Number six, the place that we should look for profit that we might not normally look. Um, so you want to be looking at leveraging pot potential customer interest. So looking at what you're doing in order to generate leads. Are you tracking traffic on your website or your social media? Have you done A-B testing to see how your your audience is responding to you? Um, do you have a follow-up process in place for interested parties or have any kind of calls of action to grab their information? This is true both in-person and digital marketing. You've got to be able to engage and capture their information so that you can continue to drip marketing to them. So what are you doing there? we got to give them a reason to continue the conversation. Once we get their awareness, yeah. what are some of the ways that you've seen that really ring the bell? Is there anything that you're doing or you've seen a client do that takes them from awareness to really them moving them through the funnel so they come through as a legitimate customer lead? Yeah. And I know for us, a lot of times it is that touch, you know, that's touch points. Like, how can I continue to interact with this individual? Is it giving them free resources? Is it getting them involved in a group? Is it getting them on my newsletter list so that I can campaign? You know, I think you probably know the number better than I do, but I think it's something like 13 touches before a, a interested party says yes to a sale. So how do you get that person from here to there? It's definitely something that you need to consider and does have an impact on your margin. Very good. We've got four more left. Number seven, the place that we should look for profit where we might not normally look. Yeah, so similar to this one, but kind of the next step is prospects. What are you doing about prospects when you have somebody who is interested? How quickly are you responding to them? There's so much sales that are usually missed because somebody missed a phone call or they didn't respond to an email. Um, when they have somebody who's interested. Following up after you have a meeting, that can be another one. What is your process there? How do you keep them engaged? Those things, both both of those points kind of go together, but it's like continuing the processes, thinking about once they get to this point, what do I do? And then what do, once they get to this point in the funnel, what do I do? So really having that understood, that client journey laid out is really important to get to the profit. 
We're talking with Megan Schwan, the founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting, about the 10 places to look for profit where we might not normally look. And I just want to pause for a second because bookkeepers and accountants aren't supposed to have these kinds of conversations. This is really weird that you know all this stuff and you want to help us this way. Is this part of the thing that makes you different, that it's not just balancing the books? You're really asking people the hard questions so their business grows? It just seems odd to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it is definitely one of our differentiators. We really try to be a partner and a sidekick to our business owners, not just a number cruncher in the background. Um, So that's really something we're trying to strive towards. I'm a business owner. I've been in business for 10 years and have grown my firm. I have a team now. And so I like to take my own journey of what I've had to do and help our business owners with that same thing. So It's it's really refreshing. I just want to give you a compliment. It's really great to hear. Let's get to number eight, three more places to look for profit where we might not normally look. What do you got? Um, So new customers is another one. So knowing what your client acquisition costs is another big area that you want to take a look at. One, because it costs more to acquire new customers. So what are you really doing to help keep and have return customers come? And then how much is that cost? And the way that you got to think about that is like, what is being put into it? So do you have a salesperson on team? Are you paying for ads? Are you paying for um, CRM software? All of those things are the cost associated with getting a new customer or acquiring a new customer. And then you divide that number, maybe it's a monthly amount, by the number of new clients, and that gives you your client acquisition cost. So taking a look at that, that also then becomes a metric where you can start measuring your efforts to see, is your marketing working where your your, co- your client acquisition cost is getting lower? Um, are you doing different campaigns that is creating a lower number there? So it's really becomes a metric that you can start measuring as well within your business. I'm sure it varies by industry, but is there a general target for customer acquisition costs that, you know, in general, that's a pretty good rate? Yeah, I don't have one. What I think the biggest thing is with a lot of the metrics is that it's really against yourself, right? So it's kind of like when you're working out or whatever, competing, you know, they always say like, you're not competing against other people, you're competing against yourself. And it's kind of the same thing with businesses. You have a starting place to the historical place of like what you've done last year. Like, how can you do the same thing you did last year, but better this year or more this year? And that's where I think business owners should should land their metrics because every business, every goal is going to be different. Every mission for a business is going to be different. So it's really hard to tag like an individual metric on it or a general metric on it um, because it's going to vary so much. So best metric is against yourself. (laughs) We have two more places to look for profit in our small business where we might not normally look. So what do you got, Megan? What's the second to last one? Okay. So number nine is transactions. So knowing your average transaction amount per client, how much does each trans each client, how much is that transaction amount on average? Are you upselling your customers or how do you have the ability to upsell your customers? Creating multiple streams of income within your business is another way to be sustainable and create more of a profit margin. Um, the other thing is knowing what your average cost is per transaction. So how much, you know, goes into on both sides, how much is your average sale, but how much is your average cost? And that gives you another uh, metric and another thing to measure as well. Last one, big finish, the 10th yeah. place to look to find profit. What do you got? Accounts receivable. So oh, of course, this one fun. isn't going to be applicable to everybody. <laughs> 
I know I should probably rearrange the numbers, but <laughs> accounts receivable is the next one. If you are invoicing your customers, you want to be taking a look at what your average time is to collect your cost on your customer invoices, because when you're not getting paid, it's it's causing issues in your cash flow, which ultimately is causing problems in your profit margin as well. The other thing is, do you make it easy for people to pay you? That can be a big holdup for people and not getting paid. So that is just more time and energy and you got to make sure that you're getting paid on time. And then the other thing to consider is if you are invoicing your customers, is there a way that you can switch to having retainers or deposits in place? Because again, like when you're not collecting your money, it's actually costing you money. So this is one area that kind of goes on under the radar, but can be really important when you get this in, in tune because you can't have the profit without the cash flow, but you can't have the cash flow without the profit. And these things kind of coincide with that. I'm so glad you brought up making it easy to get paid because I hear small business owners whining all the time about credit card fees. If it's offer the credit card or don't offer the credit card, what do you recommend to your clients? You know, credit cards is usually the best way to get paid. I hate to say it, but the other flip side of that is it's typically a 3% fee. So like if it bothers you that much, just raise your prices by the 3% and then they're covered. You know, like it's not really a huge point. I mean, like every point matters, of course, but it's not a point where it's, you know, it makes sense for you not to give the option and then not get paid right away. You know, so like definitely setting it up. I know if you're using QuickBooks or a lot of the other POS system type things, you can also offer like ACH payments. The only problem with that sometimes too is like ACH payments can bounce. So then you end up winding up paying that fee anyway. So it's like, how much is it? How much is your time worth? Is it worth a 3% on a sale to be able to get paid and not have any issues? It probably is. (laughs) So we encourage it. It's a great conversation. 10 places to look for profit where you might not normally look. And it's from someone that really knows their stuff. The founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting, longtime sponsor of the program as well. Megan, first of all, thank you for your support of the show. And thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. 
Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. And inside our belief system, I really hold dear the idea of celebrating our wins. When you're a small business owner, and especially if you're a solopreneur, it feels like there's always something to do. There's always a problem that's got to get fixed. That's why it's important to stop and celebrate our wins, because when good things happen, it's easy to just brush them aside and file it away and worry about the problem of the moment. But on the Pat Miller Show, we do small business celebrations so we can stop and hear other people win and we can get better at recognizing our own wins along the way. Joining us this week to celebrate is Victoria Thayer, the founder of Novi CPA, and she's got a big old celebration for us. Let's welcome Victoria to the show. Victoria, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you to everyone that is tuning in. Well, I'm glad you're here and you've got a win. But before we hear the win, I want to know what you do. So tell us about Novi CPA. Yes. So Novi CPA is a CPA firm where we help entrepreneurs get financial clarity with their financials and tax preparations. So we are partners with small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and yes, in the whole United States. That's very, very cool. <laughs> and you've got a big old win. So lay it on me. What are we celebrating today? Yeah, so we are celebrating the fact that like we founded this firm four months ago and now we have three team members. Oh, um, You've added three team members in four months? Yes, it has been incredible. And, you know, like what you just said really, really touched my heart too. Because yes, we get in the go, 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 go. And it's like, wow, now the firm, I am so blessed to have two accountants with me working alongside as a team member and as well as a client experience coordinator. Um, So it really has been wonderful. I'm super excited. We keep growing and yes. Amazing. Okay. So I've got a thousand questions because many people have not grown their business to the point where they're adding team members. Let's go back to the decision to add other human beings to your team, to be responsible for somebody else's paycheck. How did you process this? How did you get yourself psyched up to pull the trigger and bring someone on as an employee? Yeah. So it is scary at the beginning. It it was very scary. Um, Coming from a numbers perspective, what I do is that what I did was like, look at my cash flow. So I made sure when I started my business, I was all about onboarding that new clientele. Once I did that, my pricing model is a subscription base. 
which allows me to really have like a constant inflow of cash and allows me to be able to forecast what my cash flow is going to be. So that was the first thing I did. I was like, okay, my vision, keeping my vision, okay, what do I want it to be? Because there's people that want to just be a solopreneur and that's oh, okay. And that's fantastic too. But in my case, I knew what my vision was and it was to scale it to be like a 30 people. So I knew that from the start, I needed to start delegating too. So once I got to the point that I knew I felt comfortable with my financials, that like, okay, I have enough revenue. Again, I'm investing everything back into the business, you know? So it's like at the beginning, I'm prioritizing that. I can make sure that I keep everything in a base level. And then I was like, okay, for me, in order to take it to the next level, I need to bring on more team members and I need them to be part of the conversations. I need them to get them engaged with our clients. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, that was the, the big decision. Was it scary? Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm still like, I, I, I think that it's almost like grief. It never goes away. It, I, I learned to live with it. I always have like, man, like other people depend on me. I now not only leading myself, but also others. So it is a scary every single day. And I, all I can do is do my best. But at the beginning, when I started, it was that. Yeah. Thinking about the future. Yeah. Cash flow definitely builds confidence. So good for you. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Victoria Thayer, the founder of Novi CPA. We're celebrating that her four-month-old firm already has three employees. The next natural question for anyone trying to hire people right now is, where did you find good people? And what was the process like to find your first team members? Yeah, so you're you're touching in a very, very important point because even like I know that it's a hard issue, like it's an issue in all industries, but in accounting itself, like it's getting a little bit harder because people don't want to be in a desk. So for me, how I found my team members, it was through actual relationships. So the two team members, I met them before I even started, like just when I was starting my firm, I met them even like in a different industry. So they already knew me as a person. So it was easier for them to buy into the vision of the firm. Because again, like it is challenging as a small business owner to find good talent when you're trying to sell them a vision and when they can go to a bigger firm. You know, I'm competing with like these huge firms that offer all these benefits. So it's like being able to provide that additional value to them that they can also buy into like, hey, this is our firm. We get to build this plane together. Like here, you're not just a number. You're like half the company. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, it's like just kind of like feeding that enthusiasm to them. So that was kind of helped me. Um, And then the third uh, team member, I actually did put like a a job post for like the uh, client experience coordinator. And again, like for me, it was having that interaction in person. And once I told them, hey, this is the vision. This is what you get to do. Then they bought it into that. And I have to give kudos to the book, Start With The Why by Simon Sinek. For me, that has been essential that they also understand or why. And I think that that's really what like make people take like, because a lot of people are not looking just for a job. They look for something more meaningful, more like, wow, what can we do together? So I think that helped. (laughs) Now, we don't have much time left, but you can't say that our why made the difference and not tell us how you explain your why. So as succinctly as you can, how would you share with us the why of Novi CPA? We are partners and we base in relationships. So for us, it's becoming that relationship and partner and to help these people that have ideas into create something bigger and a bigger impact in our community. So yes, it's like the bigger picture. It's not just filling out boxes and debits and credits. No, it's way more than that. <laughs> oh, 
I've already got a CPA and I want you to be my CPA. This is fantastic. Congratulations to Victoria Thank you. Thayer, Thank you so much. The founder of Novi CPA, adding three team members in four months. Congratulations to you and thanks for sharing your story on the Pat Miller Show. Thank you so much. We went all over the place today. I had the chance to share the worst podcast experience I've ever heard. So if you're a podcaster, you can save your listeners from the same fate. We spent quite a bit of time with Megan Schwann about finding profit and how you can put more money in your pocket. And we ended with a small business celebration with Victoria. Awesome stuff. Concern for your money. Concern for perfecting your craft, celebrating your wins. Those things are happening in real time all the time inside the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners. If you're tired of building your small business all by yourself, that's why the Idea Collective Small Business Community exists. If you haven't checked it out yet, you need to look it up. IdeaCollectiveIncubator.com. Come collaborate with me and build your business. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll talk to you right here next week. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on The Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.